sir. Um, what is going on, you guys? This is Tanner here, the Vision Project. I am glad and blessed that you have made it to another edition of the VP Podcast. Today, we are going to be covering one of the scariest verses in the Bible. Why should you actually read it, understand it, grasp onto it, and as well as why it is so important for our daily lives? Let's get that intro. Whoa! Welcome to The Vision Project, a place where we strive to give hope and understanding of who Jesus is. We hope today's episode guides you to a better understanding of who He is and how much He loves and cares for you. Have a wonderful day. There's a verse that I pass up on in Scripture quite often, uh, especially in my studies as a student at Moody Bible Institute. This seems to be a verse that I come across quite often in different discussions and debates or whatever it might be. And uh, you probably pass it up very often as well. And uh, you tend to read past it, kind of skip it. Or if you read it, you kind of gaze through it and then move on through. Because this is one of the most intimidating verses that a person could ever read and probably ever will read. Because what it's saying in the context of this verse is really hard. And I think it's really intentional. We're going to dive into it. Go ahead and turn to Matthew 7. If you have your Bible app, you can open that up. That's actually what I'm using right now. ESV is what I'm using if you're uh, curious. As well as uh, you can open up your own personal tangible Bible that's not in a phone. (laughs) But we're going to be reading out of Matthew 7, starting at verse 21, where it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, and you're thinking, oh no, at this point, (laughs) will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name? And do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Hmm. I'm thinking most of you listening to this podcast right now will not say, hmm, you know, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, I need a sermon on that right now because that's going to brighten my day. <laughs> you know those sermons that you tend to look up because you're like, man, I just need encouragement. <laughs> I don't. I really don't think this is one of those uh, passages because it's kind of scary looking at it. And if you don't understand what it's trying to say, yeah, looking at it in the face um, is kind of terrifying. So we're going to dig into it. And uh, I'm going to explain to you why you shouldn't be terrified of this and why it should be implemented in your daily lives. You're like, should I say Lord, Lord? Uh, We'll get to that. Maybe, maybe (laughs) on your own personal preferences. But uh, let's dive into this. Let's dig out what we see here written by Matthew. What does Matthew have to say to us from the recorded words of Jesus? 
Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay. So what does that mean? Well, let's read the next part. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Okay. So we've got some context of why these people will not enter the kingdom of heaven. It's because they didn't follow God's will. So what you're saying is, Tanner, even though I am a Christian and I believe in God and there's many people that say that they're a Christian, not all those people are going to heaven. Right. Correct. Okay. Who is going to heaven? Oh, those who actually obey him. Those who choose to live a life according to his law, according to his goodness, according to what he desires for your life. Basically, don't be a Jonah and run the opposite way. Basically, don't be a Judas and betray Jesus. You need to submit yourself to him. Surrender your life to him. Be like a Paul, who is a great example of somebody who failed miserably throughout his life and then surrendered completely to Jesus, started living out his life. It was awesome. <laughs> the guy is incredible. Wrote most of the New Testament. But you see the hardships that he went through. You see the pain that he went through, the suffering he went through, but also the good that he went through. And it was all because he was following the will of God. So that's something we see. But people who say, Lord, Lord, okay. Well, this reminds me of the passage before. What does the passage say before? Well, Matthew 6, at verse 6, you know, let's go to verse 5, actually, when it says, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they might be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received the, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to our Father, or your Father, who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Verse 7 says, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows that when you need what you need before you, ask Him. I'll read that again. Do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts or trespasses as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That should be your prayer. And I really think that uh, Matthew kind of puts this in order for us to see what we see from the passage before to give us some context of what he's saying in this verse. Now, I think that is very purposeful as we read that part of the verse again, where it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, went to the kingdom of heaven. Well, what was it saying before? It was saying, those who desire to be seen, those who desire to have a reputation on earth, those that heap up empty words in order for them to be heard and recognized for their the words that they say elegantly. Paul was somebody that even said that he even dumbs down his words because he knows that having these words that are elegant don't matter if your heart isn't all there. 
having these words that are absolutely just out there and, and beautiful or whatever it might be, it's all a display. But what is a display? It displays yourself. So if all you're seen as is this somebody who is smart and elegant with their words and is able to put these words together because you're smart, whatever it might be, that's all you are getting out of it. What Jesus is saying is none of that matters in the end. Your reputation, the way that you're seen, the way that you are portrayed does not matter. But the way that you are viewed by me matters. And if you are truly fighting for this recognition and this reputation that is going to be shining in the world, you most likely aren't going to be shining in the eyes of God. So what Jesus is saying is, I know your heart. I know your heart. I see you behind closed doors. I know truly who you are, what your character is, what your personality is, what your desires are. So, that's what that first verse is saying. Do the will of the Father, and you will enter the kingdom of God. That's a good thing. That's awesome. It's encouraging. Verse 22. On that day, so judgment day, the final day, or even your final day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. What does that mean? That seems all too confusing because what they were saying is, we were doing all of these things in your name. And then Jesus responds and says, you're a worker of lawlessness. How does that make any sense? Well, again, like the verse before, it is about your heart. And even what the chapter before was talking about, it is about your heart. What are your intentions? This is a wake-up call to all of you that just believe that everybody who says that, oh, yeah, I believe in God, is going to heaven. A lot of people just say, like, they look at John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. It's awesome. Whoever believes in him shall not perish and have everlasting life. People just stick to the part that says believes. And they just live with that. Yeah, I believe there's a God out there. I believe there's a God that exists. Well, yeah, I believe that there's a lot of celebrities that exist too, but I don't have a personal relationship with them. And so that's what that verse is saying. Jesus came to die, to, to pay the debt of our sins so that we may have a relationship with him, not just acknowledge that he exists. And so for this verse, this should be your daily routine in your life is understanding, am I following the will of God? Can I see these fruits that are bearing good fruits of the Father and His will and what He desires for my life? Is that what I am accomplishing? Because if I'm not, wow, I need to turn the opposite way. I need to turn around and go the other way. <laughs> I need to get spit out of this whale and go to Nineveh because I'm screwing up. Now, really quick, I'm not saying that you're Jonah because 
You're not Jonah. Jonah had a completely different situation. He went and delivered a whole entire nation. That was corrupted. But <laughs> there are moments where we're like Jonah when we turn our back to God and we walk the opposite direction. And I don't want you to do that today. And like we had talked about on our last episode, you need to prioritize these relationships because there's people that are in your life right now who are living the lie that this verse is talking about. We're like, I believe in God. Well, I did all these these things in God's name. Well, I did this and this and this and this. And God's like, I never asked you to do this, this, and this. I said to follow me. Because what you were doing was for yourself. When you put that verse in your bio, that was for yourself. When you went up on stage and gave your testimony, that was for yourself. When you went on the missions trip so that you can post about it later and get clout, that was for yourself. When you asked over and over again to lead worship so you can be on stage and in the spotlight from week to week, that was for yourself. I've been there. I was that friend that you have who just was a fan of Jesus, a fan of God. But then behind closed doors, I was ugly. And there's some of those friends or people that influence you in your life right now that are doing the same. There's some people that you are surrounded by that are in your inner circle, that are in your family, that are teaching you, whatever it might be. And they have the wrong heart. And so what do you do about this? Well, first of all, you pray for them. Prayer is so beyond important because sometimes you can approach those people because all they'll do is just get angry and get worse about it. (laughs) Okay, pray for them. Have discernment about it because what they might be influencing you into or what they're teaching you may not be the best or how they're leading worship may be of pride, whatever it might be. Examine, examine, examine. And so back to the context of this verse and what it's talking about, not everybody that does these things in the name of Jesus saying, I believe in Jesus, I'm doing this and this and this for him, are truly living out the life of the gospel. The truth set us free from all guilt, shame, and sin. That means that Jesus set us free with a free gift of salvation so that we don't have to work for it. The cross was the work and he paid that debt for us. And that's an incredible hope that we can hold on to. Now, there may not be someone in your context and what you're living that are casting out demons or prophesying or, you know, whatever it might be, just so that they can be seen. But in your specific modern context, as we take this ancient text and apply it to this modern time, well, how do we relate to this? There's people that are leading worship. There's people that are preaching, that are influencers, that have a high influence on social media that are just doing it for show. And that's something that you and I have to discern as we see these people that have such a great amount of popularity, money, and influence. That causes us to 
analyze what they're speaking, how they're worshiping, whatever it might be, in order to view, is this the right, authentic way? Are they worshiping authentically? Are they living authentically? Do they truly have true hearts for Jesus? Now, we may not have proximity to these people. We may not have a relationship with these people, but we can judge them by their fruits. And what their fruits are is usually what they're performing, what they're speaking, what they're saying, how they're acting, whatever it might be. So we can see these people on display because, I mean, social media literally is a display of these people's highlight page, right? So we don't necessarily get all of their parts. But there are some moments where they slip up and mess up or put things out on social media that they shouldn't. We see it all the time with people that have such great influence in the church, and it causes a lot of division and really uh, tension-built discussion. And so as we examine this verse, you shouldn't be discouraged by it because if you're worried about it, for the most part, that usually means that you're in the right place. Um, But I wouldn't say to be scared just so that you can get away from hell. I would say Be fearful of what God can do, but be grateful for what God has already done for you. So as you examine this verse, live it out. Live the will of God out, and you won't have to worry about, you know, Jesus saying, I never knew you. Because if you truly are living out the will of God and having a personal relationship with him, which means spending time with him in prayer, in secret, you know, reading the word in secret, uh, whatever it might be, you can be somebody that is built upon this will of God and have this really solid relationship with him. And that actually correlates with the next part of the passage, which is build your house on the rock. And that's actually what I'm going to end on is reading this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and the the uh, the winds blew and beat on the house but did not fall because it was founded on the rock and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand that house was destroyed when the storm came you yourself if you have a firm foundation it means that you are following the will of god that is founded upon the gospel As you live your life in accordance to his word and what he says is true, you are living an authentic life and you don't have to worry about the end result being, I never knew you. It's going to be well done, my good and faithful servant, because you lived a life in servitude to him. You chose to abandon your past ugly life that you were living behind closed doors and you are choosing to live a righteous life behind closed doors and out in public. And so for you today, I hope that this encouraged you. I hope that you desire to change and be renewed and choose to live the life that God has called you to. I love you guys, and I hope that you were blessed by this episode. If you were, go ahead and share it, like it, follow it, whatever it is on any platform. We would love all of the support that we can get and the encouragement that we can get. So go ahead and reach out to us. Give us some feedback. Give us honest feedback. Did you like this episode? Did you hate it? Whatever it might be, let us know. We would love to improve and grow and grow and strengthen this ministry on this platform. Hope you guys have a wonderful day and that you were blessed by this podcast. See ya.